Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, I've got Casey Herbis, Chief Marketing Officer at Quicken Loans. Casey has 17 years of agency experience and then a number of years at Chrysler running the Fiat brand. He's currently been at Quicken Loans for about 13 months, and we were going to talk about his move there, how they're the America's largest lender today, passing Wells Fargo earlier in the year, Super Bowl ads, sponsorships and activations with movie properties like the Avengers, as well as a host of a lot of other topics, including their inside agency and talent pool of close to, I think, over 240 folks. I hope you enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with Casey Herbis. Well, Casey, welcome to the show. Hey, Alan, thanks for having me today. I'm excited to talk to you. Let's start off with your background. Where'd you start your career and were there any twists or turns along the way and, and mentors that influenced you? Yeah, so I, I've been in the marketing business now 24, going on 25 years. Uh, when I graduated from Michigan State, I started with Chrysler's ad agency here in Detroit, and I had a wide variety of roles there, primarily on the dealer co-op business or tier two, which most you know every automaker has and a lot of other corporate franchisee businesses have. And I had an amazing career there for 17 years. I ended up being BBDO, which was the agency of record for Chrysler. And twists and turns, like anything in life, those come your way. 
away and Chrysler went into bankruptcy, came out of bankruptcy, and unfortunately we lost the business at BBDO. And so we, my holding company, I was part of Omnicom. We had an agency startup, which I was there for a year and a half. And then I'm a big believer, everything happens in life for a reason. And one of my old clients, she heads up all of media at Chrysler, is still there. She's been with the corporation 30 plus years. She had called me and asked me if I was ever interested in joining Chrysler Corporation at the time was FCA or Fiat Chrysler Automobiles. And it took a little bit of time and I joined them. And very quickly, I became the marketing director for North America for the Fiat brand. So Fiat was an automaker that was in town until the 1980s, left the market. And then when Sergio Marchione, you know, was awarded 20% of FCA, now it's wholly owned by Fiat, he announced he was bringing back the Fiat brand to the US. So for seven years, I was the marketing director for Fiat, launching several vehicles, building up the dealer network. And that was a ton of fun, a huge amount of learning experiences. I worked with some of the most brilliant marketing minds, both on the agency as well as corporately. And about a year and a half ago, I was asked to come down and meet with the Quicken Loans executive leadership team. And, you know, it was offered the opportunity. So I've been now here at Quicken Loans uh, as the chief marketing officer for 13 months now. And it's been epic in so many different ways. You know, relative to twists and turns, as I mentioned, going through bankruptcy and losing the business, that was a huge twist and turn. But I'm a again, believer everything happens for life and a reason. And that led me to, you know, a job on the corporate side. And, you know, a phone call out of the blue led me to being here at Quicken Loans today. So I've been very fortunate, you know, really been only two places in my mind working on the Chrysler business and also Quicken Loans over 24 years. That's a great story. It's a great story. And my understanding is you're from Detroit. Yeah, I'm born and raised. Yeah, born and raised from the metro Detroit area. And, you know, this is for me, you know, I've always worked. I lived out of market when I was with the agency calling on dealer business in Memphis and Houston for four years. Moved back to Detroit in 1999. And so, you know, friends and family. But I was always working out in, we'll call it, you know, the I call it concrete jungle, the suburbs. I've never had a chance to work in a city and here, Quicken Loans, we're the largest employer in downtown Detroit, we've got over 17,000 team members. And as you probably know, you know, there's a huge resurgence and revitalization in the city. And so to be in the epicenter of it is a pretty great feeling walking out on a beautiful spring or summer day and just seeing it t- full of tons of people. Even cold winter days down here aren't as bad as they used to be. <laughs> it must mean quite a bit to be a Detroit guy and now be a part of the organization. One of the organizations that's helping to turn the city around. Yeah, I grew up at a time where you just you weren't encouraged. And quite frankly, if I came to, you know, the city as a kid, I had to lie to my parents about it. That was just the way it was. And so I grew up apprehensive of being part and coming downtown. But there's been a lot of transformation over the last, you know, fifteen years, particularly the last five years, with everything, you know, we're owned. Our chairman is Dan Gilbert. He made the move down here over ten years ago in the amount of building infrastructure that is going on. I mean, we have over a hundred buildings that are owned by Quicken Loans in downtown. Real estate is becoming a premium. You're on wait list to get apartments or lofts. What's really interesting now, we've got 17,000 people, team members, we call them here in Quicken Loans in Detroit, 3,500 of which live in the city. You wouldn't have seen a tenth of that 10 years ago, but now I have a young team and I have young team members, 24, 25, 27-year-old young team members out of school, and they're getting their first places, if you will. And they're you know predisposed to coming downtown now. That is something that, for me, it's odd because that's not how I grew up, but it's interesting. My executive assistant, she's 24, just moved into a loft right downtown two blocks from the office. And that wasn't happening five years ago, but now you're seeing more and more of that. And with that comes you know, restaurants, entertainment, events, so on and so forth, which we quite frankly do quite a bit of helping promote or put on. Okay. 
Good, good. First things first, I should say congrats because Quicken Loans is now the America's largest lender. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. So when did that happen and, and who did you pass to become the largest? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a 32-year story. So Dan Gilbert started what was Rock Financial 32 years ago in a small office in the suburbs without a desk. And, you know, the team, you know, I've been here 13 months, right? right? But our executive leadership, there's tenure, 15, 20, 25 years. And they were telling me recently, you know, felt like it was 10, 12 years ago where they were just trying to be the number one in Michigan. <laughs> so 32 years later, you know, and wow, how now 12, 10, 12 years later, you know, we passed Wells Fargo mm-hmm. in at the end of Q4 to become America's largest largest lender. I mean, that's just an testament to the vision, the support, the culture that Dan Gilbert, Jay Farner, our CEO and executive leadership is established here. And so it's a huge story. I mean, again, whether you've been here 13 months like myself or 32 years uh, opening the doors, there's a huge, incredible amount of pride and joy being part of something like that. Yes, there's business, but there's also comes responsibility, which again, part of what we do is yes, the business part of it, but it's also our civic and our civic duty in the city of Detroit that our team members participate in. And we had the chance on the biggest stage in America to tell everyone that we're America's largest lender. So we went back in the Super Bowl this year. We had been in the Super Bowl in 2016 and we started having discussions, geez, a year ago now about going back in and it almost was perfect, you know, like again, everything happens for life and a reason. And at, towards the end of Q4, as we were, you know, shooting and getting our Super Bowl campaign ready, it looked like we were going to become you know, America's largest lender. So we were able to take that stage and, you know, in front of 110, 120 million people and uh, tell everyone that and share with them our accomplishment. It's a huge accomplishment. And what do you think it means to the company and to the brand overall? To the company, obviously, it's a huge feat of accomplishment. But I can tell you, it's going from number two to number one to, in my opinion, as a marketer, puts that much more pressure on you because the goal is, is when you're number one is to try and never make, let the lead change, right? The view of the lead change. And we've got a lot of people in the set, the competitive set, if you will, that are now in our rearview mirror. But how do you try and create a little more distance between yourself and the competition? It's hard work. Sure. It's hard work. Is it marketing? Yeah, sure. But you know, for us, we're a fintech company that does mortgages and we offer, you know, the, across the uh, family companies, we have other financial suite of services is how do we continue to evolve and bring technology, either new technology or other ways to help make people's financial lives less complex. Interesting. Quicken Loans, I've been watching them obviously a number of years now, and it seems like you guys are evolving the brand and the promotion using an endorsed brand, Rocket Mortgage and also incorporating more high-profile cultural icons. So whether that's the Super Bowl commercial you, you mentioned, you know, Keegan, Michael Key in that, or the Super Bowl platform, obviously, college football, a number of different areas, the, app, the Avengers movie most recently. Can you share a few examples, but also, you know, where do those cultural icons, how does that fit into your overall marketing strategy? Yeah. So a couple of different things. That's a great question is from working in, we'll call it the cultural space and the cultural thing can be music, entertainment, celebrity, whatever it may be. Thankfully, you know, I'm fortunate enough that we have the ability to do that. So when you look at our brand, we need to be broad in many ways, mm-hmm. you know, not to use a phrase. Uh, one time I was talking to a McDonald's CMO and I asked him who his target was and he said, America. <laughs> and I, that really stuck with me because I sat back and I was like, yeah, that makes sense, right? It, granted, our price point is a little bit different, but then they are, our job is to put people in homes and so in homes or help them refi along the way, whatever the case may be. So we've got a very broad 
target that we're trying to reach. But like a lot of other brands, we spend a lot of our focus on, we'll call it the quote unquote millennial, but well, you know, the 25, 44 first time home buyer, which is the largest bubble right now of market of opportunity for us is to one, develop that relationship either before they may be in the home shopping and, you know, have mortgage needs business or along the way, if we're fortunate enough to, you know, hold their loan. So from a marketing standpoint, we look at how do we be broad, but in the multi-screen ADD world that we all live in, where just messages can come from anywhere, we think it's important to look at opportunities in the cultural entertainment space is how to align yourselves where you can borrow some equity from partners, whether those be media partners. So we do a ton with college football and basketball through media partnerships there. So if I'm watching college football and basketball, I've got Rocket Mortgage, Spots, Digital, Social, Print, whatever it may be, that's contextually aligned to that. PJ is another great example. We aligned ourselves with Ricky Fowler, who arguably is the most popular golfer on the PGA Tour. We aligned ourselves with him three years ago. He's got a huge, rabid fan base. How do we tap into that and tell shared stories? He's really interesting and in is expanding his brand, both digitally and socially. And so that's perfect for us because we continue to expand our share and our voice in the digital and social space. So working together with like-minded partners. And you mentioned the Avengers. That was a partnership that developed, geez, well over a year year to call 18 months ago where, you know, you meet with movie studios and they're working on projects two, three years away. And it's like, all right, sitting down at a table, I don't care if it's Keegan, Michael Key, Barry Sanders, Ricky Fowler, or the Avengers is sitting down and talking about your brands and see where there is some common language, common language, common, you know, marketing, tone of voice, objectives, and how can you work together to tell a shared story? I mean, you know, we have equity that we can borrow from each other. So, you know, we have a lot of those opportunities that are presented to us. I wish I could do them all, but finding the right ones and being contextually relevant space is something we absolutely strive for. Nice. So how are you thinking about evolving the brand with these partnerships? Obviously, you you mentioned tapping into their existing followers or fan bases. Where are you kind of trying to go? Yeah. So from an expansion standpoint, I mean, at the end of the day, we're still a heavy broadcast advertiser. We have a very broad target we're trying to hit 2544 and you know, we've got secondary market that we want to reach out to so i mean again even at the end of the day broadcast is still the highest reach highest mass medium that you know frequency mass medium that we can use so we that's probably 40% of our spend is in the broadcast space now granted we can go a level deeper and we're investing more and more in addressable ott and finding the cord cutters i'm 46 years old but i'm finding myself dangerously close to being a cord cutter i'm a mid to late adopter so how do we get ahead of that uh, Facebook Watch, for example. We're about to launch a pilot right now with Facebook Watch. We've never been. So we're always trying to find new creative ways, whether it's just with the Rocket Mortgage brand or with our partners, to find and to reach audiences at the mass scale, again, in the broadcast linear space, but also in the, you know, we'll call it the OTT personalized space for video, you know, other video needs, digital and social. We have been absolutely just killing it in Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat over this past year, investing a lot in creative sources, working very closely with the partners one-on-one. And nowadays, it's not just about making a media buy and trafficking. It's having the partners in with you early. Quite frankly, we pulled in Facebook six months before the Super Bowl ad. We pulled in Snapchat, Twitter three months before our campaign just to help us understand how we can tell the story. You know, how can we take that story in front of 120 million people and put it into that, we'll call it secondary audience that is either co-watching with a game or obviously there's the long tail effect of after a game or an event. Great, great. Lots of partners in the mix. How do you pick, if you're thinking about giving advice to other CMOs like yourself, how do you pick the brand partners that make sense? And what would you advise other CMOs to 
be aware of or, or think about? Yeah, a lot of listening. I Thankfully, I have a team here that can help contain my excitement when sometimes you start <laughs> talking to partners and you're like, you know. You're- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're just running crazy with stuff, but sometimes you gotta take a breath, step back, and sit. You know, I'll sit with my team or some external agency partners that we can tap into to really help us understand. Who this partner is, is the audience the right match? If we do, you know, we're to co-brand or do some partnerships with, we got to make sure when we do something, it's authentic and it doesn't feel forced. Or, you know, in the world we live in where the social voices can rain hard, make sure that we do something that potentially doesn't upset our core client base or obviously people that are considering. That's something any advertiser is going to be sensitive to. We have a very robust digital social defensive program here where if somebody has a bad client experience, and I don't care if it's in getting a mortgage or we own casinos as well, if they have a bad experience at a casino, we know about it and we can react to it very quickly. Nice. One area that makes you know Quicken Loans unique in terms of your organization is you're primarily in-house agency. I think you've got 220 people roughly. Yeah, we actually uh, row over 240 people, team oh. members here with our in-house agency. And you're also a former agency guy. So I think you've got an interesting perspective here. Can you talk to me about one, the type of internal capabilities that you have and how do you see or, or don't see agencies in the future? Yeah. So you know, I do have a unique perspective, you know, 17 years on the agency side and seven years when I was at Fiat, we were solely dependent on agencies. So now as I transitioned over to Quicken Loans, it's, you know, all right, agency experience, we'll call it corporate client marketing experience. And this is what I would call the best of both worlds in which, you know, I'm overseeing, if you will, managing a in-house agency, but I'm also the client. So that presents a couple of unique things. One, from a positive standpoint, it's all right here. I'm not dealing with time zones. I'm not dealing you know, with fiefdoms or different holding companies or agency infighting, whatever it may be, which I would squelch anyways. But th- so everyone's right here. So that's a huge positive. One of the things if I were to advise other, I get asked this a lot is what's a drawback or a aha moment? Uh, a couple of things. You know, One is if I have a different opinion with creatively, with a creative leader and chief creative officer or a ACD, whatever it may be. It used to be, I would just, you know, we'd have our conversations, I'd hang up the phone, we'd probably be upset with each other for 10 minutes and then we'd figure it out. Here, I sit next to him or her. It's a different coaching <laughs> and level of feedback that, you know, you find yourself doing. The other thing which I make sure I keep myself in check with, Alan, is I don't want my creative team to feel or want to just pitch things, ideas. I don't care what they are. They could be media or creative. I don't want them to pitch things to me that they think 
that I would just like or is, mm. is safe because that's what Casey expects. I challenge myself and I challenge my team is to, we'll call it, make me uncomfortable. Take us to an area maybe we haven't done. We need to continue to raise the bar. I don't want work or ideas brought to me that just fit into a, well, Casey would like it box. But that takes coaching. That takes honest, real talk on both sides of the table with myself with my team and my team with me. You know, And you had asked the team, and so we have 240 people, I probably 95 in creative. So we do over 13,000 assets on an annualized basis, 1,400 videos. So we are a large scale creative shop. We do everything from Super Bowl down to the fathead stickers that grace our hallways or t-shirts that our team members may wear at a corporate event and everything in between. And so we do everything for the most part, creative is done here. I will and have jump balled big scale projects like Super Bowl and Avengers to outside agencies. So I've got 20 people in CRM, 20 people in servicing, which is our clients that we hold their mortgages, 20 people in strategy, research, sponsorships, 20 plus in social and 20 people in media. Currently, we do have an external media agency relationship with planning and buying, but we are a very much hands-on operator with the media plan and buying. Nice, nice. So you've got a ton going on. One of the biggest challenges, both in agencies and at companies, is talent. So how are you at Quicken Loans addressing this, both in your internal agency as well as the marketing talent overall? Yeah, another great question. So that is something that I've never been exposed to before, Alan. So when I joined Quicken Loans, I was introduced to what we call internally our talent brand. And our talent brand, and that just came uh, reported to me, started reporting to me in December. It's got 45 people team members in that area. And that talent brand is responsible for a couple of things. One is we'll call it internal retention. So what is the look and feel voice and tonality of this brand inside, we'll call it our four walls, but inside the offices of Quicken Loans. But also what is that look, feel, tone, voice externally. So we're very intentional when it comes to recruiting. I mean, we've gone from 5,000 to 17,000 people over the last seven, eight years. That takes a lot of effort to make sure we're recruiting the right talent. Huge, a lot of relationships, obviously, at the university level. So what is the look, feel, tone, and voice of our brand at universities? When we're talking, we're at job fairs, career fairs, when we're recruiting, call it seasoned talent. Thankfully, too, because of the culture and the reputation that we have here, particularly in Detroit, and we have offices in Cleveland and Phoenix and Charlotte as well. The phone rings here a lot, too. I can share with you since I joined, and you know, not a week goes by where I'm not getting three or four. Hey, you know, how can you help me get into quick and loan? So we're, you also have 17,000 walking, talking, socializing billboards, promoting the brand at the same time. We spend a lot of time coaching our team members about recruiting, uh, you know, recruiting for talent here, recruiting for needs. Well, we all have neighbors. We all have friends that need, you know, may need services and financial help. One is from a marketing standpoint, but also it's, you know, I call it hand-to-hand combat, uh, utilizing our team members to help promote talent. From an advertising creative standpoint, within five hours of downtown Detroit, I mean, you've got some amazing universities, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, you go over to Chicago, Pittsburgh, down in the Southern Ohio. We have a lot of young talent that comes in here. Actually, the, our interns just started with us. We'll have over a thousand interns here that join us on a summer basis. I mean, I got to be honest with you, I'm, based on I know what we pay them on an hourly basis, I'm asking if I could be an intern. <laughs> I think I could get overtime. So I'm thinking I might actually get ahead if they hire me as an intern. But uh, we have interns here that have a great experience. We give them housing if they live over, I think, 45, 50 miles away. We also ask for uh, health insurance to these interns. And we hire a lot of them. Over 30% of my marketing team has were interns here at a certain point. I can tell you where I used to work. I can count on one hand over seven years the amount of interns 
that we hired here, very intentional with, we're at a point, you know, we call them these kids and young talent when they leave here during their sophomore, junior year, going back for their senior year is to have an offer in hand. We're competing against anybody else. So we take our intern efforts very serious. Hmm. I love it. A thousand interns. A thousand interns. They turn this place upside down uh, for the summer. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, yeah, it was great. I get a lot out of them. I got two that work for me directly over the course of the summer. I'll have 40 interns in marketing uh-huh. and we give them summer long projects. We do lunch and learns. They get the utmost attention to the highest levels. Uh, Dan Gilbert spends a whole day with them. Jay Farner, CEO, will spend a day with them. I'll spend, for my 40 interns, I'll spend at least three, four days with them, just getting to know them and teach them about, give them experience. One, share my experiences, but also, you know, we're evaluating talent as we flex and grow. Love it. Well, I know you're in a media agency search right now, and you can't talk about that specifically, but you mentioned, you know, occasionally you'll have a jump ball or other external partners. So, you know, what are you generally looking for when you want to go outside? You've got such a great talent pool internally. What makes a good external partner? I'll answer your question a couple different ways. One is we are in the midst of a media agency search, and that's been going on for now four or five, maybe six months. We're now at a size where we have different needs than we did five or 10 years ago, obviously, uh, as we've scaled and grown. So we're looking at large-scale agencies that have the capabilities, the tech stacks, and have we have some unique needs as well. Probably 30% of our media is in direct response. And so longer form video and how do we, so there's, we have unique needs that, you know, a larger scale media agency can help us with. So we're going through that process right now. And then from a creative standpoint, a couple different things. One is no matter what, I want my creative team, the Quicken Loans creative team to win every time. But if we're going to go in the Super Bowl and spend, you know, $20 million in one day or spend a lot of money with a huge franchise like Avengers, we need to make sure that whatever idea we put in front of that many people is epic. Right. And so to me, it's testing and validating. It's certainly the creative team I have here has the capability. They have the desire. I want them to win. But there's also, you know, I'd love to have a competition. So why not go to a handful of agencies and have them pitch? Every agency wants a Super Bowl spot on the reel. My goal is to help somebody get that, help get that spot on the reel. Got it. Got it. Well, I want to switch gears if it's all right. Yeah. I always love to get to know the person kind of behind the business. And one of the questions I love asking is if there's an experience in your past that defines or makes up who you are today. I would tell you, you know, I don't get asked that question very often, but, you know, I think, you know, I'm very fortunate. I'm the first kid, uh, first kid in my extended family to go to college. And then my parents worked hard to put us in an environment that fostered further education. We grew up in the community here in the suburbs of Detroit where everyone went to university. We lived in other places. I may not have thought the groundwork, the foundation that we were provided as kids really fueled me. And then once I got in university, just striving to be the best I could at any given point. So, you know, my parents are a big influence. I've been with my wife over 26 years. I have two beautiful children and, you know, that they fuel me and fire me up, trying to make me the best man and business guy I can be. All right. What drives you professionally? What makes you get up and do this job every day? I had a mentor very early on in my career in that he used to say something and I didn't really know it until I, I didn't really understand what it meant until I progressed a little further in my career. But it was like, you know, sometimes in life, babe, you just got to kiss the chaos, (laughs) you know, like any other business, but this business is, you know, automotive business, marketing is crazy, all for good reasons. And, you know, coming over here, which there's a lot of parallels between automotive and mortgage, actually, in terms of life cycle and purchase funnel, a lot of moving parts, you know, running a large agency. And, but I've got tremendous support here with our executive leadership. And I'm waking up every day. 
day, it's like not knowing what's going to come at you, you know, where things are going to come flying at your head in the middle of the day, in the middle of the night. But kissing the chaos for me is something that absolutely drives me professionally. I love that phrase, kissing the chaos. So if we step back from Quicken Loans, I know that has to be probably your favorite brand, but you know, are there other brands or companies that you follow or you think other people should be taking notice of? Yeah. You know, I'll never sit in a creative review or sit with the agency and, and say, I want to be X. But you know, there are, brand, there are brands that I see that I admire. Geico is a good example. I mean, kind of in the same space as us. You know, I really appreciate the way they've approached some of the creative work, doing short form, contextually relevant creative. I think there's a lot of tongue in cheek. I mean, at the end of the day, we all know that 15 minutes will save you 15%, right? And right. how we get there necessarily is done in a creative way. The other one that's really over the last couple of years, I watch and it drove me to implement some changes at Fiat and then also here is the Amazon Alexa work where, you know, looking at eight, 10 second TV spots that I'd need to know why the house got on fire. I don't know why and how the house got on fire. I can assume that the firefighters are coming to save the house, but they're able to tell such a quick story of house on fire, call for right. pizza, whatever it may be. They do such a very, really unique job in the broadcast space. It's fueled me. Adidas from a brand, for an old guy like me that's seen brands ebb and flow culturally. I mean, Adidas was a brand probably 10, 12 years ago that was seemingly on the back end and unfortunately much in the shadows of a Nike or some upstarts now. It's like Adidas is the hottest brand, you know, in my opinion, at least. And you know, from a start with product, but I think their marketing is something I really uh, enjoy. That's great. Last question for you. Where do you think the future of marketing is going to go? Well, we're seeing it right now. I mean, the amount of change that we've seen over the last three or five years, I mean, I don't get a chance and you know to get out enough to tech conferences. And I, a lot of times I have to have them come to me and you know learn from team members. I get a chance to do it. But the amount of change that's happening, obviously, in the OTT, addressable, cord cutting space, that we're used to shrug that off two, three, four years ago is real. It is real from a scale standpoint. The ability to work with partners and target off broadcasts onto the phones, you know, that is real. And then just the additional personalization that every marketer is striving for. At the end of the day, I mean, I want to be able, if I'm going to consume or I'm going to have a message, I want it to be as personal and relevant to my needs at that moment, you know, today, tomorrow, whenever it may be. So that's something creatively as well as media that continues to evolve. And I'm thinking and hoping and confident that we'll be at the forefront of it. I love it. Well, Casey, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you for, so much for having me. Marketing Today is brought to you by Atomic. Atomic focuses on unleashing the growth potential for clients we serve. Atomic is a strategic consultancy specializing in business, marketing, brand, and innovation. Our singular goal is to help you accelerate your efforts with the right mix of expertise, analysis, and creativity. Check us out at atomic.com. A-T-O-M-C-K.com. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me, with writing and editing by Kevin Greeley, Social media support by Megan Woods. Art and graphic design by Sarah Dell. If you're new to marketing today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners and you can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes with links to anything we talk about on any episode. You can also search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 